So I've uh, made the gym my personality because I'm horribly depressed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm feeling good about myself, dude. When we were That's playing, good. I went with some coworkers to play tennis today. Oh, you actually played pickleball. No, but, don't call it tennis. <laughs> we play tennis. <laughs> Come on, Serena. You ain't playing tennis over there. <laughs> well, we did play tennis at first until the guy that has the pickleball uh, rackets got there. But I was feeling so comfortable with myself. I fucking popped my top. I was the only guy out there shirtless. Like, it was nice. Carl, this my old it. supervisor, got there to play. And he was like, look at Dalton out here with his titties out. And I was this like, yeah, your, man. Your slow embrace into the gay lifestyle. Enough men have hit on you that you're starting to, like, you know, wonder if the grass is greener on the other side. Dude, listen. <laughs> I am so oblivious to when women are hitting on me. We were yeah, but, at this. But you know truck. right away when it's a dude. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. But we were at this food truck thing, right? And this girl was at a, it was a donut truck. And they sold uh, burgers with, like, donuts as the buns. And Victoria oh, wanted God. So I'll go up. That dude was so fucking good. But that's, oh, that's the point. But I got the burger. And uh, she says, would you like it all the way or, like, uh, just ketchup? And I was like, well, what do you prefer? And she looks at me and she goes, I always go all the way. And I just kind of looked at her. I was like, all right, that's a weird thing to say. And I just like completed my order. And Victoria, like, whenever I get back to her, she's like, you know, she was hitting on you, right? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm oblivious. Yeah, that's that. all right. That's probably a good thing, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> all things considered. Um, I had this, I had this moment last week where I felt like I was in like a real life video game. Do you ever feel that way where you're like, you're getting shit done. You feel like you're finishing quests or you're, you know, like on this weird adventure or is it just me? Is it me being weird? No, brother. It's a simulation. Right. So I go out of the house. I walked over to uh, a, a liquor store. I was like, I was feeling like I wanted some gin. Don't usually keep that in the house. So I went to go pick up some, some gin. I walk outside and there's a guy on a little moped and he's like, Hey man, he goes, I lost my phone. And some lady found it and I'm supposed to meet her here, but she's not here. Can you call her? And I was like, sure. So I call her and I said, you know, where are you? And she's like, she's she like, I couldn't hear. She's like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And I was like, ma'am, I got the guy. You've got his phone. Where are you? And she said it again. And she's like, I'm at the bus stop. And I was thinking, okay, well, the bus stop used to be here, but it moved because of construction. And so I tell the guys, like, she's probably like a block and a half over there. And like, I see a woman, an old woman, and he sees an old woman. So he's like, oh, yeah, that's her. And so he pulls off. He takes off on his moped. And he goes over there. And he talks to her for a minute and then he takes off and keeps going down the street. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, did he get the phone? So I walk over and the woman's there and I was like, was that not you on the phone? And she's like, no, it wasn't me. I didn't have noise phone. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and so then she looks at me and she looks at my, my, my septum piercing and she goes, how much did you pay for that? And I told her and she's like, boy, you paid way too much for that shit. She goes, I got money for $20 all in. And I started noticing and like, she's in her, she was probably in her sixties and she had, she used to have her ears stretched and she had her lip uh, piercing. Like she didn't have any rings cool. in, but she had all the holes and she was just telling me about that. She goes, she goes, don't you get caught on nothing. Cause that'll hurt like fuck. And I said, no ma'am, I'm fine. Good, Speaking of holes we don't use anymore. Um, I got my nose ring ripped out the other night. Oh no. For oh, sleeping yeah uh, and i couldn't that. get it back in so i'm gonna have to go get it repierced you just do the other side this time why let's see even it out was there a problem the way it looked before 
I was kind of gay, but you know, it's fine. Uh. Okay, you were fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I I went to the, uh, the the woman was like she fist bumped me. She's waiting for the bus. I was like, I'll see you later. I walk across the, the street and went into my dega my, my uh, bodega. There's a dude with a pocket knife out, and he was too short to reach the shelf, and so he's trying to knife a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> and I was like, bro, can I help you get that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, thanks. And he's like, and then I need that and that. And I was like, okay. And I'm just like pulling shit off the shelf for this guy. You're doing fucking side quests, <laughs> right? So I give it to him. He thanks me. I get what I need. I walk outside. The dude on the moped is back. So I was like, you didn't find her? He's like, no. And so I call her and she's like, I'm just going to give this phone to the police officer right here. And the guy was like, don't do that. Don't give her that phone. Don't give it to her. And I was like, ma'am, where are you? We've been looking for you. And she, she finally was like, oh, I'm at this and this. And I could finally understand her. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, we're at the wrong intersection. But yeah, the guy took off. I assume he found his phone. No woman never called me back. But that was, I was just like, this was like in the span of seven eight minutes Jesus. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on like, there's other people around everyone's talked to me also i don't know it was it was very strange but i felt like all I, these npcs it's yeah i was like overwhelmed <laughs> <laughs> there was a new patch that went through right <laughs> <laughs> Until you let go of what is seen. I'm talking about your money. How the fuck is the show going again? It's been a while. This is If You Catch My Grift. We're a podcast about con artists, charlatans, and carnies. We are here with Charlie. Hey. And Austin. Heaven O. <laughs> yeah. Dalton still doesn't like that. <laughs> now, I know you're not as smart as you used to be, but do you know? I'm not as good as I once was. Got a few years on me now. I forgot how the tune. I forgot the tune. I don't know the melody of the song, but I know the song. What is it? I don't know what the song is. Not as good as I once was. Oh God, by Toby Keith. Oh God, that's why I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was listening. I was stuck in a lot of car rides. Yeah. <laughs> I was younger. Toby. Toby's rough. Um, yeah, so we are talking about a very smart man uh, by the name of Dr. Oz. We're doing Dr. Oz? Yes. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. Thank God. Very smart oh. man that can't pronounce Wegmans. <laughs> yeah, Wegmans. Uh, I am or- so grateful that we're doing Dr. Oz. I yeah. came in. So, for the listeners, I came into this thinking that it was going to be like a recap episode for a different person that we've covered already. And I was like, oh man, I wish we could do the thing that we had originally planned. But here is Austin pulling through. I pulled it out. I kind of found out an angle that I liked, and it was, I ended up rewriting the s- script. Um, but yeah, it's here. We're here. We're going to do it. Dr. Oz for governor. I don't know what he's running for. <laughs> you clearly don't. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, so I th- this is actually the first real doctor that we've ever talked about. We've had a lot of fake lawyers. I'm not sure if we've had any fake doctors. Um, real doctor. He's an actual real credentialed doctor and actually pretty good at it. Um, so, really? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think you're gonna be really surprised because you I feel like you don't know anything about him. Um, but he is I can't wait to hear about the benefits of green coffee extract. Yeah, well, we're gonna talk about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um so I, I think the biggest thing about him that I've kind of discovered or that I've come to as a conclusion is that I don't think he I think he's really smart, but I don't think he has like any substance. Like there's nothing to the guy. And I think he's really easily um, persuaded to do things by the people that are around him. Right. Like, I, I just think that he's like this work, work, work. And then people around him are like, you should do this. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. And okay, I'll do that. I think he just kind of gets led along, even though he's a very smart person. So that's are you telling me that Oprah is not a good influence. Yeah, I'm talking about Oprah's not a very good influence. But there's a lot of people in his life <laughs> that are not good influences. Um, so, you know, he's a legit. He's He uh, had a big-time career. He had a lot of respect. And at one point, he was regarded as one of the best uh, in his actual field. But, woo, that didn't last. He's so well-respected that he's getting dunked on Twitter constantly right now. Oh, yeah. Mehmet Oz? Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Mehmet Oz was born in 1960 in Cleveland, Ohio. No way. Oh, man. You got to love the people coming out of Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) So, he was... Sorry, Charlie. Um, Why there's a special place that I hate him for. So, (laughs) Um, he was born to Turkish immigrant parents. His dad was a um, heart surgeon, and his mom came from a wealthy family back in Turkey. They uh, relocated to Delaware, and Oz attended Tower Hill School, which is like a private prep school, very fancy, um, like a bunch of Congress people and um, Senator Chris Coons of Delaware also went there. So this is like one of them there learned people. Yeah, yeah. Um, House of learned doctors. <laughs> well, I mean, it gets kind of deep on this. So after he graduated there, he got into Harvard and went there to major in biology. Um, growing up, he spent his summers back in Turkey with his, with his extended family. And in 1980, he actually took a leave of absence from Harvard and returned to Turkey to join the army, the Turkish army. And he did that. Yeah. So Turkey, (laughs) Turkey requires conscription just like Israel. So you have to, if you want to remain a citizen, you have to go and be in the armed services for like a year or two. So everyone is required to do that in the country. Okay. So he wanted to maintain dual citizenship. So he's got his U.S. and his Turkish citizenship. So he had to go and serve in the army, um, which I thought was interesting. And the dual citizenship special came out of that? No, but the dual citizenship comes up later. So I just wanted to kind of throw it out because it's it definitely becomes a thing later on. Okay. Um, so this guy is a fucking overachiever. So like while he's at Harvard, just, just Harvard, you know, going for biology, which is not an easy major and certainly not anything I'd ever want to do. He also played on the Harvard football team and the water polo team. And I think you're going to start to see this theme of like him being this chronic overachiever, like everything he does. is just like, he does, he does as much as he can to the maximum that he can do it. So far you hate him because he's a little shithead. You'd beat him up so far. 
I like overachievers, man. <laughs> well, I like the opposite. <laughs> I like people that give a fuck. I like people that, you know, so far in his early life. I don't like that he was forced to go to prep school. That feels like bad parenting. Yeah. But but I like that he, you know, it's like, I'm going to do the football team and I'm going to be a fucking surgeon. I'm going to be a doctor and I'm going to go join the army in this other country that I have never been to. <laughs> you, but, you know, I kind of wonder if you liked going to prep school because that is like a big heave ho. And like, I feel like he's the kind of personality that was like always driving for success. Maybe it wasn't parents pressure on him, but like he really goes. And I think the next part is going to put that through. Um, so he went on after Harvard to enroll at the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine. And at the same time, he also enrolled at the Wharton Business School, which are both part of the University of Pennsylvania. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so at the same time that he was getting his medical degree, he also was getting an MBA from Wharton, which is just like insane, insane. to do those two things at the same time. Um, Wharton infamous, um, University of Donald Trump. That's where he went. And really? He graduated from, yep. But we don't know how well he did because he won't release well, his college. Oz is the best doctor. <laughs> That's coming. Don't worry. That's coming. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um so that's it, really impressive to go for your for your MD and your MBA at the same time. But on top of that, he was also his his uh, the president of his class at, at the University of Pennsylvania. So like this guy is just like, here we go. I'm going to just add a little bit more to it and, and do that. So I don't know exactly when they met, but in 1985, he married his wife, Lisa. They're still married today. Um, she seems to have like a really outsized presence in his life and career. Um, her father was also a heart surgeon, which is really strange that both of their dads were in heart, were heart surgeons. And then he becomes a heart surgeon later on. It's weird. Right. I, I don't know what that's all about. Um, but her father had been part of the team that performed the first successful heart transplant. So he's got a little bit of claim to fame. He was also, oh, okay. Yeah, he was also kind of had like a, a little bit of a notoriety. He was called the rock doc because he would play rock music while he was performing um, heart surgeries. <laughs> that seems like just too much. Just imagine. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was that heavy, but you know, just based on the time. But yeah, this is Darkness, <laughs> well, he's like got a heart open, like trying to just, like, just stab it with a scalpel. Boys, no, that'd be you. That's why you're not a heart surgeon. <laughs> um, his her mother, Lisa, his 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 new wife's mother. On the other hand, was, whenever he whenever he hears infant annihilator, he takes it literally. Yeah, that's not, that's not a good doctor that he would want to go to. I would not want to do that. Um, so Lisa's mom is like really big into alternative medicine. So this is this is something that's going to sort of come up. Um, this it, it Lisa sort of also is kind of into that alternative medicine, homeopathy, woo woo shit. Uh, and this is from uh, right up in the New York Times. It said um, her kids received penicillin for strep throats. Uh, but their belly aches, she treated with herbal tea, their ear aches with garlic and olive oil. And for some muscles, she rubbed their skin with Arnica gel. A remedy Oz has found relieves his soreness after marathons. So, oh. yeah. So they're they're, they're It's like, this is the roots of some of the weirdo Fucking stuff. Hippie bullshit. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not knocking, totally knocking natural remedies. I think there's a lot of stuff we don't know. You know, like I, I, for years, I think acupuncture didn't do anything. And then I ended up with a pinched nerve. My doctor said physical therapy or acupuncture. And I was like, 
I'll try an acupuncture and it worked or, you know, it healed itself, but I don't know. You mean like chiropractic? Yeah. Yeah. I think (laughs) it's just, I don't know if we know enough about everything that you, you should leave something off the table. Like, right. Like I'm not, I mean, I agree. I'm not totally knocking that because we had to figure out all this shit on our own by doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You're like, right. oh, look, let me get bit by a rattlesnake. See if that, you know, cures my blind. No, it didn't work. Uh, now I've got a problem, but you didn't know until you did it. Just, okay. So we live in this day and age where modern medicine is like a miracle cure, right? So let's say that I get like a cold, like a really bad cold or sinus infection or something like that. I can go to the cabinet in there and get some cough medicine, take the cough medicine and my cough goes away. I take some Tylenol and my headache goes away. Back in like the 1800s, this was like debil- debilitating shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like fucking knocked, gone and like on death's door. But for shit like that, I could take some like amoxicillin I got in my medicine cabinet and knock any infection that I have out of the water. It's crazy. Like we have live in this wonderful time of modern medicine and people want to do like natural home remedies. It doesn't fucking make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, we literally have miracle cures in our homes. Well, you're just going to get more and more annoyed by this guy then. (laughs) (laughs) So um, he entered his residency at Presbyterian hospital, which was uh, Columbia's teaching school. So like all the big hospitals here in New York, are mostly teaching hospitals like there's NYU and there's Columbia. Um, it that's a really amazing hospital. It's I think it's it's definitely the best one in New York City. It's I think it was ranked seventh in the United States in terms of hospitals. It's just like just massive building. It's just huge, huge, huge. But um, there's this there's this push in the '90s when he's doing his residency to incorporate alternate therapies with traditional scientific practices to see if there's any validity. And I think that's fine, right? Let's test some shit out. Let's see if it works. If it doesn't work, you know, we move on. But this is like a really big part of Oz's brand, right? He's like, he's the like woo-woo surgeon, you know, he'll cut you up, but then he's (laughs) going to try all this other crazy shit while he's doing it. Um, And so he is a brilliant surgeon. He is considered one of the best in the country. And Again, he's also curious about other types of treatments. And I think some of this comes from his 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 wife and her family. Um, in addition to doing things like playing music for his his patients, which is something that his dad did. Um, like while they're on the operating table, he'd put headphones on them and, and have music playing for them while he's he's operating. Um he well, also woke them up. I did your anesthetic. That's not gonna wake some noise isn't gonna wake you up. Listen, brother, listen. If they start playing Billy Jean is not my love, I'm gonna pop up and be like with your chest open. The <laughs> your chest cavity <laughs> exposed. <laughs> but the kid is not my son. Um Woo! So he he doesn't stop with the music, right? He he goes on other stuff. He brought in um, like Reiki's. He brought in healers and other like mysticism stuff while he was Brother, If I'm about to be knocked out, they put the mask on my face and I see somebody coming in with some sage burning. I'm running, <laughs> I'm looking for the door. So really, so he's he had a bunch. This is like the mid '90s and he's he's kind of hitting his stride. And the New York Times fucking loves him. They profile him all 
all the time. It's always rave reviews. And so this is one, this is from one of those. Um, at the invitation of Oz and his patient, uh, there were two other people on hand in the surgical gowns and masks, a second year medical student named Sally Smith stationed at Donaldio's feet and a 52 year old healer named Julie Motts, who was standing at Donaldio's head, Donaldio's the patient, um, right. As volunteers in Oz's cardiac complementary care center, they worked for free through the operation, seldom moving except to reposition their hand. As Oz requested sutures and clamps and units of lidocaine, Mott's called softly to Smith to move her hands from the small toe of Donaldio's right foot to a point on the sole known as the bubbling spring. We're tickling feet in the operating room. <laughs> so <laughs> yes yeah. weird kind of strange stuff um julie motts the healer she's still around today she charges anywhere from 225 to 275 dollars for a one-hour session and 325 dollars to 375 dollars for an hour and a half good god session and now from her site um it's in 1995 working side by side in the operating room with dr mehmet oz i became the first healer to bring energy work into the operating room and to treat patients before during and after surgery the the results were less anesthesia faster recovery time less pain better physical functioning and no post-surgical depression (laughs) which is a bold claim um, what I discovered about the emotional life of the body during a heart transplant, bl- brain and breast cancer surgery went on to inform the rest of my work. It led me to develop revolutionary treatments for athletic injuries, depression, compulsive eating, anxiety, attention deficit disorder, and sexual wounding. You know what? Fuck going to a therapist. Maybe I just need to talk to her. I don't know, she's Maybe a lot she more expensive. She's a lot more expensive than your therapist, brother. I guarantee she doesn't take insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I. I gotta say, I find it a little problematic that because it's there's really just there's zero evidence that any of her claims about like less anesthesia and a faster recovery time have anything to do with her. Like, right, every patient has different needs; they have different recovery times. Like, everybody is different and they function differently. And I think that's become even more apparent after COVID because everybody had different symptoms to the same right. virus that was going around. Right, like, so it's hard to say that that. That's a pretty bold claim, but you got to sell yourself if you're going to make that money. So I get it. Um, I also don't have a problem with her being in the, conf- in the in the operating room. Like she cleared it with Oz. She cleared it with the patient. She's a volunteer, but she's not doing any harm. So I don't care. I mean, it'd be different if they were charging her, like, <laughs> or if right. they were charging the patient for her being in there, then I'd be like, mm, I don't like this so much, but it's like, Hey, listen, again, I don't mind you throwing shit up against the wall. See what sticks. I, I don't mind that at all. Like well, it in this case, she was literally throwing shit up against the wall. Pretty much. Stuck. Yeah. And, and actually funny enough, this is kind of where this is one of the few times I've ever really disagreed with James Randy. Cause he had very strong opinions about this. And he's like, get these people out of the fucking operating room. They have no business there. I'm like, <laughs> You know, he comes down hard because he thinks that like this type of behavior leads to quacks down the road, you know, like, and it it proves that they're right or they have some sort of validity. And I understand it, but I also just think it's like, my God, he's got his chest open. Like his heart is exposed to the world. If if he feels better about having this woman rub his feet while he's unconscious going through the... Go for it. I, I that doesn't bother me at all. Like I don't know. I guess. Yeah. He Randy was very hardline on this, and I was a little I, I, I get why, but I just was like, that didn't bother me that much. Like they're not stealing money from somebody. Maybe that's my line where it's like when you're right. fleecing people. Um he's doing all this woo-woo shit while he's performing heart surgery. 
right? And he's a big famous heart surgeon, so they're letting him get away with it. And I, you know, it's fine, whatever. Um, but from the New York Times, they interviewed him and he said, uh, in a quote, he says, I don't feel there was, I didn't feel there was a huge downside, he recalled. I felt secure with my colleagues. If I kept doing what I'm paid to do, the most they can do is caution me in a brotherly way. I would say to them, I know you think this is a little crazy, but I feel like we are neglecting our patients in a crucial way. And I, again, got no fault with that, right? Like this is something he feels like this is an additional step of care. That's fine. I don't mind it. Um, so, you know, I want to talk about sort of his academic career and his his career in the medical field because he's really impressed. I keep telling you, like, he's the most, you know, this brilliant heart surgeon and he's got all these accolades. But I actually want to read about, like, what that is. Um, this is from... I actually really want to give a big sh- shout out to Julia Belouz. She's a reporter. She works for uh, Vox and has actually been reporting on Dr. Oz specifically for like the past 10 years. And so I took a lot from her, uh, her reporting for the research for this. So, and I just feel like it, it's appropriate to, to call her out. And if you have a, a moment, a moment, go check out uh, this article called the making of Dr. Oz. It's got a lot of stuff in it that I couldn't cover in this, but it was really good. Shout out Julia Bloom. No, not balloon. Balloons. Balloons. No. Julia Balloons. Thank you, Julia. All right. (laughs) So this is Oz has achieved some of the greatest scientific accomplishments of his career at Columbia. While a resident there, he was the four-time winner of the prestigious Blakemore Research Prize, which goes out to the most outstanding surgery resident. He now holds 11 patents for inventing methods and devices involved in heart surgeries and transplant. That includes helping to research and develop the left ventriculator assistant device, or LVAD, which helps keep people alive while they're awaiting heart transplants. Oz had a hand in uh, turning the hospital's LVAD program into one of the biggest and most active in the world. Oh, wow. Again, really Um, fucking impressive. Dude, I thought this dude was straight up a quack. Like, I just thought he was a wacky, kooky doctor. I mean, you're not wrong now, but you were wrong at first. <laughs> right. I thought he was playing fast and loose with the title doctor, like a Dr. Phil type. Like, oh, oh damn, Oz, you know, you just got to smack them up every once in a while. I just got to smack them kids. Yeah. No, it's it, he. this is this is surprising because this is actually like more of a downfall story where it's like this yeah. really successful credentialed guy got suckered in to, to some weird shit. Um, but it's hard at the same time the woo-woo shit gets a little weirder right (laughs) this is from that same article in the early 2000s he worked with a reiki healer named raven keys (laughs) okay just wait she told me recently my reiki master is the archangel gabriel all i have to do is ask gabriel to activate the angels and everybody's angels come to life in the operating room (laughs) she said She'd perch on a stool behind the anesthesiologist and transfer her good energy. Perches this is on a stool behind the anesthesiologist. And this is what she says, this is a quote. She said, I'm connecting with divine light within me, allowing myself to absorb the divine light in myself. So it expands outward. Imagine somebody. <laughs> like, yeah, like, the surgery's going cut on. open in front of you. And she's up on a stool going, Ooh. <laughs> Um, I got I'm a lot of the opinion. rest of the podcast from a perch. <laughs> no, you're not. Get closer to your mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh i got a lot of thoughts about reiki i feel like it's like people that wanted to go into massage therapy but never touch anybody like it's all about keeping your hands it's all about the vibes man yeah it's like transferring the energy my dad swears by it for his dog but i don't know if I i've believe never any of it. heard of it reiki yeah it's a yeah. fucking northwest or northeast thing like it's all over here i, we, I used God to work in, damn yankees out with this fucking woo woo quack shit again it is this woo woo quack shit and you know what's funny is that Dr. Oz's wife, Lisa, is also a Reiki master. So I kind of feel like a lot of this shit comes into play because of his wife so, so far. So how do you go from a Reiki apprentice to master? That's what I want to know. Oh, I'm sure there's a whole thing like you study for a certain amount of time under another master whose master was the Archangel Gabriel or some guy. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really buy I'm shocked into it. that the crystal crowd isn't more in love with Dr. Oz. Yeah, I think... I think I'm they not would talking be, crystal meth. No, 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 I think they would be if he was doing this now. I think there wasn't, there was the internet wasn't as big in the 90s, like in the mid 90s. I don't think they had the right. access to this information. And the woo woo crowd ain't reading the New York Times in 1990. Like it's just not, that's not really their thing. But I think he would have been had it been now. I think he would have had like his, he would have been an Instagram influencer. So in this, I was very surprised by, and it's a real thing. And I just this was one of those moments that I was like, "What is happening?" In 2003, Dr. Oz was thrust in the mainstream when he was named one of the sexiest men alive by People Magazine. What the fuck? This motherfucker looks like a bird. Why is he the sexiest man alive? He's not the, he's one of. They didn't name him like I'm sexier than Dr. Oz. You're not famous and probably don't have a good PR company working behind the scenes for you. Um, Now, if we're in a big dick competition, he might have something to say. But sexy? Come on now, Dr. Oz. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) He's usually the wackers that are hung like a horse. Have you noticed that? No. Uh, No. No, how did how have you noticed that though? I'm curious. There was this dude named Sammy at my school. This dude was as sharp as a hammer, right? Not not bright, but this dude's tallywhacker was crazy. Like we were being gym getting changed out, right? And you could see that shit peeping out like the leg of his boxer shorts. Like it was crazy, bro. I'm like, what the fuck? Whose horse is that? Where is he now? Um, I'm pretty sure he's a cop. <laughs> Sergeant Big Dick. <laughs> it checks out. <laughs> you know, well, you said dumb, so yeah, I got, I got that. <laughs> um, dumb with a nightstick. Uh, right, about sharp as a nightstick too. So, on uh, the heels of being named one of the sexiest men alive by People Magazine, he actually launched his very first TV show. Um, I also did not realize he had another TV show. It's it was on Discovery, and it was called Second Opinion with Doctor Oz. It only lasted five episodes, but interestingly, the first guest on the first episode was Oprah Winfrey. Oh, this bitch! Fucking <laughs> <Like an> evil bitch! <laughs> So, um, yeah, in 2004, a year after his show went off the air, he made his first appearance on Oprah. And this would be the first of over 60 appearances that he made on that show um, as her medical expert. And he was dubbed America's doctor, which is something he very quickly trademarked. Oh, God, it's like he's the Dallas Cowboys of doctors. Yep, that's pretty much it. He was on a lot, too. Um, 
But, you know, Oprah platforms so many fucking grifters in Charlottesville <laughs> in the past. She like, like single-handedly did more to to keep the satanic panic alive than just about anybody else. Like she's just really done a lot of harm. And so that's why when she gets up on the stage at the Academy Awards and makes a speech, it was like Oprah for president. I was like, please God, fuck no, not, not her. Not, you know, like he just, one speech doesn't undo. Just as bad as Donnie Trump, but not near as funny. Yeah, not no, you're right. Not nearly as funny. Um, <laughs> so I, one of the guys that Oprah, uh, but I up, think before we move on from this yeah, topic, yeah, yeah, her biggest crime, Doctor Phil, right? That's got to yeah. be her biggest crime. Just, just wait. It's funny you say that because I will disagree, and you probably will once I finish this next little anecdote. <laughs> so, one of the guys that she platformed was a guy named called himself John of God. And he was a um, a self-proclaimed spiritual surgeon. No, <laughs> you can't do surgery on the spirit. The spirit isn't real. Just wait. So um, in 2005, John of God was featured as part of a story on ABC News. Um, ABC interviewed James Randi, as well as Dr. Oz for a second opinion on what he was going. Um and Randy called out John of God's methods as like old carnival tricks. You know, he's like, he's a, he's a huckster. He's a, he's a fucking fraud. Um, now, what exactly were John of God's claims? Well, he claimed that when he saw patients, he would have a seance uh, with dead doctors and physicians who would diagnose the problem and lead John of God to the cure. So he sees a patient, he starts communicating with these dead doctors and they tell him I want operating on my body is some dead doctors, somebody whose head would explode if I gave them a Coca-Cola. Yeah. So that's what I want. So uh, John would then heal the person through psychic surgery, which is exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) He would just like put his hands on him and he would like the cancer's gone. And um, he took a revival with extra steps. Yeah. But in Brazil. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, Oprah did this, this like she flew down there for a special with him. She featured him in, in her, on her show and in the magazine. And um, she also had Dr. Oz was interviewed for it as well. And he sort of did this thing where he he does a lot. He's like, well, this guy's either crazy or this is real and it's remarkable and we should study it. Which so Oprah went down to Brazil to see this guy. Mm-hmm. They Featured should do her normal show. shtick. Like, what what do they what do they have in Brazil? What's important in Brazil? Um, I don't know. I didn't watch the episode. Gonna... You get a plantain. You get a plantain. Uh, Everybody no, gets plantains. No, don't. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, no, that didn't happen. I don't, I don't even know if that's appropriate. I don't <laughs> even know anymore. Um, so yeah, so I love you, Brazil. We will come to you soon. I see you commenting on every band's YouTube video. So, it, uh, so John of God basically, ABC did this story, Oprah caught wind of it in 2018. She went down there. Um, I'm sorry, not in 2018. She went down there shortly after that ABC story. And she's like, look at this guy, this miracle cure. Well, then in 2018, 12 women came forward and accused John of God of sexual assault. Um, 
Yeah. So I will, it, this guy's horrible. I won't get into it any further, but John of God it was a complete fraud and a fucking monster. I mean, he did some just really, really heinous shit. And so Oprah freaked out and like black boxed everything that he did. It is scrubbed from the internet. It didn't happen. It did not happen. It's <laughs> if it wasn't for this ABC report and like some people that were like, well, Oprah was John of God guy is not good. Where she really um, whiffed that one. <laughs> yeah. Really whiffed it so um you know she also like you mentioned she launched the career of dr phil mm-hmm. years and years before oz came along oz was like her her second little doctor that she had on her show and phil's show dr phil's show was a huge fucking success so she thought let's give dr oz a show right she's got her own production company quick what is the name of her production company um fuck it's something with oh um oh own no, that's her. That's her network. She has a TV network. Oh, her uh, production company, O Face. <laughs> Charlie, do you know what this is? It's before hard. the before the uh, title card of the show comes on, it goes, "Oh, Oprah Winfrey Network." No, and that's gross. Never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, her name of her production company is Harpo, which is Oprah spelled backwards. I guess oh, that blew yeah, my mind yeah. when I was a kid, and my mom told me that. I was like, "Whoa, that's <laughs> the coolest thing!" <laughs> it's like Taco Cat. Yeah, exactly, like Taco Cat. Um, so yeah, so two thousand nine, uh, Doctor Oz show premiered, and it was a huge hit. And the Oprah effect was like in full effect here, where it's like anything she touched just blew up and was hugely successful. Um, and it was a daily show. He was originally contracted to film 175 episodes, which is a shitload in just yeah. one season. Um, he was also appearing daily on Oprah's Sirius XM channel. Mind you, at the same time, he's still performing something between like 300 and 400 surgeries a year. This That's dude insane. He's busy. Is busy. Now what he, a workload. Jesus Christ. I mean, he'd work. He'd do like one day of just doing radio shows and he would record them all. And like the, the, the daily show was taped. So he would just go in and film a bunch of them and then leave and go to the hospital from there. But that's still uh, just unreal amount of work. Could you for imagine one like coming out of surgery, like blood still on your hands. And you're like, well, I got to scrub up real quick. I go film this TV show. Yeah. What <laughs> world are we living in? Exactly. But I mean, like, I also think that like most doctors would probably quit surgery if they were on tv like if tv was their next thing that they were moving on to they would probably either lighten their their surgical load or maybe stop but he didn't i mean he he worked the same amount as he did before he was on tv which i think is impressive a little wild but really impressive that's that might be like the most admirable quality in my opinion oh absolutely like you're still like out here saving lives, but yep. at the same time, like he's spreading a whole bunch of misinformation on TV. So I don't want to give him too much credit. Yeah. I don't give him as much shit about John of God. There's some other stuff coming up that I'm like, okay, that's on you. Like John of yeah. God, very much an Oprah. This is the other stuff is this is Oz's shit to own. Um, the problem though. And I think they run into this very quickly is that it's really, so Dr. Oz, I mean, Dr. Phil's show, right. Deals with, relationships right well, if you think it deals with relationships you can catch me outside how about that okay <laughs> right. but it's a, that's an easy show to produce right dr You're phil doing... is responsible for a bad baby i don't want to hear anything about right. that. that's true Gucci flip flops something something with the socks 
I knew you were going to bring her up. I knew you were going to bring her up. Um, but I mean, like, it's an easy show to film because you can just find people that are in conflict. You put them on the air, right? 175 shows of medical advice is going to get really boring and you're going to re- turn it, run out of shit to talk about. I don't quickly. know, dude. My grandma fucking loves Dr. Oz. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You have to ask her about some of this shit. Once she I get watches done. fucking. I don't know if Doctor Oz is still on, but when he's he not, was on, he was, she was on until this. Him. He went on, but he was now on. she watches a show called The Doctors. You know, who, and, you know who produces that? Who? Doctor Phil. That's his show. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll give me like all sorts of quack medical advice. Like I'll talk about like my knee yeah. hurting or something. Well, need to eat more pomegranate. I'm like, what the fuck is that going to do for my knee? <laughs> you should ask her about your shins. Yeah, I should. Um, you're not taking you're not taking enough vitamin C. <laughs> so, so a medical show it has to be TV, right? It can't just be boring medical advice. Right. And I think that's when you start to see pretty, you know, pretty soon after the show, the show starts to platform some questionable guests pushing even more questionable medicine and science on there because they're like, we need someone that's charismatic and can come in and draw an audience and make people talk about us and, and that kind of thing. Um, most of the stuff on his show, though, centered around weight loss treatments because it's frankly, he's preaching to America. He's also right. a heart surgeon and obesity and heart disease go together, you know, like, so well, I mean, we got to pe- think about who's at home at that time too. Like this is like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. The yeah, people that are, are home are like suburban middle-aged ML- MLM huns. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, well, the skinny didn't work. The wraps didn't work. Maybe Dr. Oz is on to something. Yeah. But he also, I mean, again, his creds is like a heart doctor. I mean, that's, that's something too, is he definitely dealt with a lot of obese and overweight yeah. people in his practice. Um, so it wasn't quite the, the medical advice wasn't quite limited to miracle cures and fat busters. And this is again, from that piece in Vox. Um, he used his own made for TV studies to suggest little kids are getting poisoned by arsenic and apple juice when the food and drug administration has shown this isn't true. And to promise his audience that green coffee bean supplements burn fat, the green fast. coffee bean extra. <laughs> they burn fat fast for anyone who wants to lose weight. He had, uh, has featured discredited research that claims uh, genetically modified foods are harmful to humans, stoking fears about the foods. Many guests on Oz's show also endorse questionable health claims, particularly in pursuit of profit. Monica Sellis, um, the star tennis player, recently appeared on a segment about binge eating. At the time, she was a paid spokesperson for the drug maker Shire, which recently won FDA approval for a binge eating drug, Vivency. Vivency? Vivency? Okay, so. so I can give some advice to all of our listeners out here. Oh, no. I've lost 20 pounds in the past month, right? Well, here's what I do. In the morning, I take an absolutely shocking amount of stimulants, right? And I go to the gym, fucking pump it out for like an hour and a half. I come home, I eat two eggs because the stimulants won't let me eat more than that. Then I go to work and I don't eat from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Then I come home and I eat some protein, no carbs. Again, stimulants, monsters, knock them back, right? And then... For bed, I have like a little bit of ice cream, just as like a little treat, a little treat. You're having a good boy. And that's working for you? Um, For my weight? Yes. For my health of health? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going fucking crazy, Austin. 
that's kind of what I figured. <laughs> I think I think it's the uh, thousand milligrams of caffeine that I consume in a day. Yeah, I imagine that probably has a little bit to do with it. <laughs> like this is coming from someone who already can't sit still when he records. You've got like yeah. a baby golf club in your hand. You're rocking back and forth. You just like the nervous energy is palpable even through a Zoom screen. <laughs> oh God. So uh, I just want to have some fun and talk about some people that he platformed on his show. So one of the people that he platformed is a woman named Rebecca Gordon, who claims that astrology can determine future health outcomes. <sighs> Sounds like numerous ex-girlfriends. So she said, this is from Dr. Oz's site. Are and you it's an a Aries? Right- no, I'm a Virgo. No, you're definitely an Aries. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, her whole site will actually tell you what your future health problems is based on your astro- astrological sign. Is it heart failure? Mine's going to be heart failure. <laughs> well, we can look at it. Wait, what, what are you? Hold on. Let me read this and then we'll look it up. Okay, you are a Virgo. I didn't know if you were just making that up. Um, so it's just, she said, for centuries, we've used astrological signs to better understand elements of our personality and partially account for the way we interact with the outside world. When we first meet someone, we notice their Capricorn determination or Taurus stability. But astro- astrological signs may reveal a lot more about our health. Um, so let's look up your sign real quick and see what she says. August 27th. I just need the sign. I don't need. I know when your birthday is. You just had it. Hang on. Yeah. Hey, the last year of youth. Um, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, ruled by the belly. <laughs> Digestion and gastrointestinal issues are the central health problems for many Virgos. The condition of stomach is a metaphor uh, for how a Virgo may perceive reality. You know what? So, uh, what's Leo? Leo it's not all that much. <laughs> I'm sorry, heart heart issues, Charlie. Um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> Leos are ruled by the this sun. This is the man that can't drink a Red Bull without dying. <laughs> yeah, Leos are ruled by the sun and thrive on shining their light to the world. Though creative expression through creative expression and leadership, when Leos feel the sure you're leadership- Leo, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Did we miss your birthday? No. Yeah, it was August 2nd. Fuck. You fucking day. son of a bitch. You goddamn piece of shit. Why didn't you tell us? That's a day after uh, my mom's. I you, would absolutely remember you, that. You guys said happy birthday to me. Oh, like, we did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. My memory ain't shit, man. I'm yeah, sorry. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> you could have really milked that, but you chose not to. Like, oh, oh, man. It was really fucked no. up. Oh, fuck. We did tell him happy birthday. You fucking yeah. motherfucker. You got, you got me thinking uh, I forgot about Charlie. <laughs> oh. Uh, closer to the mic, young one. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so we also platform my neighbors one. must all fucking love me downstairs. Oh, I'm sure. chair. <laughs> I bet <laughs> your neighbors have always loved you. Oh, wait, you didn't have any before. So that was, no. why. yeah. Um, so we also platform this woman named Vanny Hari and she's a food activist who goes by food babe online. This is, this is a lot of fun. Um, f- again, from the New York times, cause they love to fucking profile all these weirdos. Uh, it said, Ms. Hari's post uh, follows one of a handful of simple but effective formulas. Sometimes she finds an ingredient, often an ugly sounding chemical like propylene glycol, which she said was in a beer. 
and finds a secondary industrial use, use ugh, such as antifreeze for it. In this case, uh, Ms. Hari actually confuses the chemicals. Dr. David Gorski, a surgical oncologist who has a degree in chemistry, wrote on science-based medicine that the beer ingredient is propylene glycol alginate, which, despite its name, is not even close to, pri- to propylene glycol. It's not antifreeze. So this is an influencer who goes on, looks at the label, finds a big word, looks it up, finds another product that might have a similar big word, puts it on her blog for millions of people and says, don't eat this, don't drink this because it has terrible things in it. It's like somebody looking at like an ingredients list and they're seeing like sodium chloride. Like, see, this has a shocking amount of sodium chloride in it. Bitch, it's salt. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. salt. Or they're like, you know, sodium chlorine is acid. And it's like, yeah, but that's not what it said. It didn't say sodium chlorine. It said sodium chloride. <laughs> like, it's a different thing. It just has a really similar name. It's that that sort of influencer is really That's where you get like these like really uppity. The only way I can describe them as like the lady antebellum type. And they're like, well, she just said that awfully big word. It must be bad. Right. And like, we don't know what that word is. She like, does her research. Up, she does, she her, own does research. her own research. Yeah. <laughs> she also like she's and she's got this whole like grift empire. She's got like Amazon affiliates and she um, sells eating guides for 18 bucks a month um, and gives you all these approved brands that have passed her fake muster. So this is someone that was on Dr. Oz's show. Um there's one grifter in particular, and you know who I'm going to talk. You don't know who it is, but you know what I'm about to talk about. Um, I want to take a detour and talk about this guy named Dr. Lindsay Duncan, who is not a real doctor, but that's how he presents himself. And he was on Dr. Oz as Dr. Lindsay Duncan. Um, he's the owner of a dietary supplement company based in Austin, Texas, and I'm convinced he knows Alex Jones. There's no way these pill pushers are in the same town and don't know each other. Also, oh from, from now on, you have to refer to me as Dr. Charlie Butters. I like it. Do- yeah, I do like it, actually. Dr. Charlie Butters, recurring okay. bit now. Okay. Um, so from his site, which is currently his, his domain, Dr. Lindsay, is now for sale for $5,695 because he's clearly not in business anymore. How much, is, how much do we have in the Patreon? Yeah, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in like well, five years. Y'all we'll better get enough. your numbers up. We I need always to get to $5,000 to buy this URL at patreon.com slash if you catch my griff. Come help us buy a useless URL. Yeah, I run into a lot of useless URLs, and unfortunately, they're all really expensive because I would totally buy one if I found a good one that was that was dirt cheap. Um, we ever get infowars.com. Maybe band.video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so this is, this is, this is Dr. Lindsay's bio it, and, and just brace yourself. Okay. This guy's a supplement salesperson, right? This is, this guy owns a supplement company, but this is what he says he does for with over 28 years of clinical experience, naturopathic doctor and celebrity nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan is one of the world's leading experts on superfood, superfoods, herbal medicine, natural remedies, and natural health. From deep within the jungles of Amazon rainforest in Brazil to the valleys of the Himalayan mountains of Inner Mongolia, Dr. Lindsay has studied with indigenous people around the globe so that he can authentically bring Mother Nature's most powerful medicines to the forefront in mainstream America. What? 
I want to see this dude with a fucking machete going through the Amazon rainforest. Show me that footage and I'll I'm believe about it. to show you what he looks like, though. Um, so he first he made his first appearance on Dr. Oz in an episode that aired on February 16th, 2012. He promoted a black raspberry um, supplements as a cancer fighting supplement, which is hugely fucking problematic. But it's also a supplement that he sold and he didn't disclose that he was, you know, sold the supplement. Right. That's, that's the griff. Yeah. But he did such a great job shortly after his first appearance, the producers called him again about another product, green coffee bean extract. I'm so tired of every pre-workout I buy. It says, oh, it's got 50 milligrams of coffee bean extract. I don't want that. I want the caffeine. <laughs> Give me the caffeine. The coffee bean does nothing. So this is from an FTC complaint against uh, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. Um, it says a Dr. Oz show producer wrote to him, quote, we are working on a segment about the weight loss benefits of green coffee bean. And I was hoping that Lindsay Duncan might be available to be our expert. Has he studied green coffee bean at all? Would he be able to talk about how it works? Well, of course he has now that you're going to pay him for it. <laughs> right. He says, so at, at that time, Duncan had no familiarity with the purported weight loss benefits of uh, GCBE, nor did the defendant sell GCBE. Nevertheless, within a few hours, a senior member of the defendant's public relations team replied, awesome. Thanks for reaching out. Dr. Lindsay does have knowledge on green coffee bean. He loves it. Later that for day. For the price of $10,000. Dollars, I know everything. <laughs> but no, it's worse than that. Later that day, he contacted a manufacturer of GCBE and on or about the same day submitted a wholesale order for a bunch of GCBE raw material. Oh my God, dude. It's brazen. It's in your face. Don't even try to hide it. Oh yeah. No, he was like, he was fully aware of how much money he could make if he got ahead of his appearance. So he started buying up green coffee bean extract like crazy. Um, the show actually sent Duncan a script, like a rough script of what Dr. Oz was going to say on the show before they filmed it. And he went in there and edited it. So it made it sound even more like this weight loss miracle. Oh my God. Dude. You want to watch the clip? I sure do. All right, here we go. Big magic is make-believe, but this little bean has scientists saying they found the magic weight loss cure for every body type. It's green Glitters? coffee beans. And when turned into a supplement, this miracle pill can burn fat fast for anyone who wants to lose weight. This is very exciting and it's breaking news. Millions of you love coffee, but now you're gonna love it for a whole other reason. A staggering newly released study reveals that the coffee bean in its purest raw form may hold the secret to weight loss that you've been waiting for. The study, presented at a meeting of the world's largest scientific society, triggered unprecedented excitement for a weight loss study. It showed women and men who took green coffee extract lost an astounding amount of fat and weight, 17 pounds in 22 weeks, by doing absolutely nothing extra in their day. Could this be the magic weight loss bean to help melt away unwanted pounds that you've been waiting for? Next product doctor and certified nutritionist, Lindsay Duncan, is here with the findings. So, Dr. Lindsay, you, you love 
this bean? Why is that? You know, I usually don't recommend weight loss supplements, but this one has got me really, really excited. So in the medical community, the weight loss community is all buzzing about this, and here's why. The recent study that you were talking about earlier, mm. they, the, the participants took the capsules and they did nothing else. They didn't exercise, they didn't change their diet. They actually consumed 2,400 calories a day. They burned only 400 calories. Now that's weight gain, not weight loss. Yeah. And they lost over 10% of their total body weight. Yeah. You have to exercise. You have to exercise. There's no magic pill. If there was a magic pill, I would do it. I fucking hate working out, but I got to do it. Oh, so the whole the whole intro to that video package, the corniest shit I've ever seen. It's like <laughs> let's just get a whole bunch of scientists doing science stuff, make it look official. Yeah, so they yeah, it was all like clip art. It's all like it's that's all Dude, stock footage. Okay, at two thousand four hundred calories, if you take four hundred calories off of that, that's still two thousand calories. You're not gaining weight. That's a fucking lie. Why did he lie? You're not gaining weight. That's maintaining weight. But this guy had never heard of this extract before the set. Like, but for and that's a few if you do before. literally nothing. If you eat two thousand calories a day and do literally nothing, you will maintain the current weight that you're at right now because your body burns two thousand calories throughout the day. So if you do literally anything else while eating 2,000 calories, you will lose weight. It's not the fucking bean. It's not the bean. You're not eating enough. <laughs> well, so I think your I think body it's is starving. That's what you think is so irritating. For me, I think it's this arrogant prick goes on television and plays a fucking expert for a product that he didn't know anything about beforehand. That's what gets to me. I don't normally, like... <laughs> I don't normally do weight loss supplements, but for ten thousand dollars, yeah, I absolutely, do weight loss supplement. Well, it's a lot more than ten thousand um, so, dollars because a couple of days before the segment aired, and he knew it was going to air, he uh, his company went out and purchased a bunch of Google AdWords. And these AdWords, basically, if you Google something, his his advertising would come up first. Right. And just listen to all the AdWords that he put. Not These aren't all of them, but they were, um, they included pure green coffee bean, pure green coffee bean extract, um, chlorogenic acid, coffee for weight loss, Dr. Oz diet, Dr. Oz green coffee bean, Dr. Oz green coffee bean extract, green coffee bean capsule, green coffee bean extract, it, um, green coffee bean weight loss, slimming green coffee, and what is green coffee? So if you Googled any of those, his fucking websites would be the top result. On top of that, he set up a bunch of microsites, puregreencoffeebean.com, pure green coffee reviews, green coffee 100, the truth about greencoffee.com. And so all of those websites would feed back into his main website where he was selling the supplement. Fucking crock. <laughs> yeah. So um, his financial interests were not disclosed on the show. I'm not even sure that the producers were aware that he was selling this stuff on the side. And he ended up, his company and his investors ended up making about $50 million Jesus off Christ. of this appearance on just the green coffee bean extract. That's so much money. Yeah. Dr. Charlie Butters approves. <laughs> <laughs> well, the FTC didn't, and they came down fucking hard on him. Um, I couldn't find what actually had happened, but the site, his site's still up, his his company site's still up, but I can't find a trace of this guy online anymore. Let we me tell you guys, a magical weight loss supplement is just like the clitoris. It doesn't exist. You can't find it. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see your proof. I don't want to. I want you to tell me it's hiding behind like the labia, the labia majora, the G spot. Damn girl, how many pussies you got? 
I don't want to hear it. Your poor wife, dude. <laughs> Jesus. I think that daily about him, about Vic. <laughs> um, so you think, right, that that's like, we're not going to hear from Lindsey Duncan again, right? That was it. He was on that show. He represented that idea very poorly. That's done. We're not going to see him again. Well, you'd be fucking wrong because not that far after he shows Black up screen. on oh, okay. the view. <laughs> Eating sounds just too good to be true, but right now we are finding out about superfoods from around the world that could actually help you burn fat and slim down. So here with the full menu is Dr. Lindsay Duncan. Hi, Hi. Dr. Duncan. Thank you. All right, so now everybody is going to all of these supplements and diet mm -hmm. pills, but you say we should look at superfoods to slim down and lose weight. Sure. First, what we're doing is not working, obviously. There's more yeah. overweight Americans than ever before. Right. Superfoods work. So I travel around the world looking for plants that first do no harm and second have, are clinically proven to help people lose weight. I'd be willing to say that if you took the, if everybody in the audience took the four superfoods that I brought today, it would be extremely difficult for all of them to not lose weight. Yeah. So unquestioned, like you, 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 the thing about like, that's really broken about our media system is that he went on Dr. Oz, right? So now he's going around all the other shows and goes, I was on Dr. Oz. I'm a real doctor. And they're like, yeah, you know what? You are. Why don't you come on our show? We're not even going to check. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you get off these like fucking grifters is like experts. You know, I will say Joy Behar, who was in that clip and didn't really talk when the full clip, she was like, and you don't have to do any exercise. And he goes, nope, no exercise. And she gave him this look like you, 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 you are not on the level. <laughs> Joy was like, uh, you're up to some bullshit, but she's just, you know, she played along and you've, these people have huge audiences that are playing this stuff. But yeah. um, if you comes on right after general hospital, yeah, ask see, me how I know your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so even after all of this, Dr. Oz managed to, continue to platform really shitty people um and actually this one is also in the form of a supplement pusher in 2014 he hosted a guy named joe mercola does that ring a bell dalton and how it doesn't it should he is a noted anti-vaxxer who has been referenced by mr alex jones quite a bit as a uh, doctor which he's not and an expert on virology he's also not that he's not so, the health ranger is he no 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 that's mike adams okay yeah yeah, yeah. okay um but even before mercola jumped on it onto the covid grift because he was like one of the big ivermectin guys and like don't get vaccinated <laughs> he fucking horse medicine in your mouth yeah, he had some crazy oh, that shit. needs to come back that needs to, we need the ivermectin resurgence and <laughs> kill more of these fucking insane people off um, so, I mean, he had, Maybe he's got a lot. kill Charlie. He, <laughs> so he's, he's got a long history of anti-vax and like weirdo stuff. He talked about how Himalayan salt is better for you than regular salt. And uh, coincidentally, he sold but Himalayan it salt on his website. Iodine in it. Yeah. You're literally depriving your body of what it craves when it craves salt. It right. craves the iodine. But he probably sells an iodine supplement. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He, he claimed at one point that vitamin D was the new silver bullet for cancer. And I don't know what it is about these fuckers and vitamin D. They love vitamin D. It's crazy. This was like a COVID thing. It's like the common cold. Man. Uh, <laughs> and he also said uh, homeopathy cured a boy of autism without any sort of proof. You can't cure the autism. Yeah, I know. I know. This guy's a real scumbag. Um, but 
like the bigger point in like bringing all these weirdos up is not just the stories to get Dalton crazy upset and he's furiously spinning around the child's golf club right now. Uh, <laughs> he's going to break it before this episode is over. <laughs> um, but he is, and, and again from Vox, this is he's arguably the most influential health professional in America. The Dr. Oz show, which started in 2009, has an average audience of more than 4 million people each day in 118 countries. That's two Monday Night Raws. Yeah. Yeah. He has his own magazine and syndicated columns that have run in the most widely read uh, periodicals in North America. He has radio segments, about a dozen books, and the show's website, a go-to resource on medical questions for millions. He has millions of followers on his Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube accounts, and a starring role on a new reality show called New York Med. Across these channels, he preaches the same message. You can take control of your health with simple tricks and natural remedies. Why? All right, let's have a little social experiment. Did you guys have any natural remedies that your parents used or your grandparents used when you were coming up? Fuck no. Really? Not that I remember. Uh, My grandma's, uh, she swears by honey and lemon juice. When you have like a real bad cough. Yeah, I, I don't know if I chalk that up to like natural remedies, like I did just teas and things like that. I can get, I'm, I'm talking like going out and get like warm wart, uh, you know, wood and rubbing it on something. I had a friend who, uh, his mom swear, swore by potatoes in the socks, put potatoes in your socks when you go to sleep and it'll get all the sickness out. This <laughs> is old wives say it was like well, that. I mean, Dalton, you're like, two steps removed from cupping though I mean, like before long that's gonna be your <laughs> potatoes i thought it was onions that did that no potatoes in the socks man that's a southern thing um so uh, all this attention <laughs> catches up to him in 2014 and his ass gets hauled in front of a senate subcommittee on consumer protection product safety and insurance and this this senate committee was about false advertising in the diet and weight loss industries and we're still and, on are we still on duncan or are we back on there no we're back on oz okay this this did not go well for mr Mehmet. he was not he did not come out of this doing very well <laughs> um i think this is a biblical pivotal moment because i think this is when we start to see him turn and i'll, I'll explain that um rather than cop to anything dr oz claimed that he was a victim of his advertisers he said that companies were using the dr oz name to sell generic versions of supplements that he had endorsed on his show and the subcommittee thought differently um senator claire mccaskill who was the chairman of the subcommittee said the following. She said, I can't figure this out, Dr. Oz. I get that you do a lot of good on your show. I understand that you give a lot of good information that's great, or you give a lot of information that's great information. You're very talented and you're obviously very bright. You've been trained in science-based medicine. I don't get why you need to say this stuff when you know it's not true. When you have this amazing megaphone, why would you cheapen your show? When With power comes a great deal of responsibility. Spider-Man. Yep. <laughs> so Dr. Oz's response, and I think this is really telling my job, I feel on the show is to be a cheerleader for the audience. Quote, my job, I feel on the show is to be a cheerleader for the audience. And when they don't think they have hope, when they don't think they can make it happen, I want to look. And I do look everywhere, including in alternative healing traditions for any evidence that might be supportive to them. So this is grifting 101. This is why we started doing the show, right? This is right. like, 
I'm going to reach out to the most hopeless, the most downtrodden, the most sick, the most, the people that don't have the means, and I'm going to help them along, but you're not helping. <laughs> you're not helping. No, you're, you're taking helping. advantage of those people. Like you're this- taking what you, you could, like he, in all honesty, is a, probably the most qualified grifter we've ever covered to give actual medical advice and, and he chooses not to actually help people but you choose not to that's a conscious choice and that's i don't so care assuring. why i don't care what his wife is into what kind of hippy dippy bullshit that she's pushing you know because you went to college for all this shit you, you went to for two different schools at the same time you know better yep yeah he's taking advantage of people and he's not even doing it for money all the time like he's got money right like this is just the notoriety right it's got to be the power i think it's yeah it's the power it's just that 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 thrill of like mainlining celebrity you you know you just put it right in your veins and just become this like warped new person um and so in 2005 a letter was sent to columbia's dean of medicine because he's still practicing medicine he's still on uh, insane a professor at columbia's medical school (laughs) a professor in 2015 yeah he is god uh he doesn't teach regularly but he does he'll do lectures and things like that um and so the kids have you heard about green coffee bean extract (laughs) So, so this letter was sent by a bunch of physicians and surgeons, and it said, we're surprised and dismayed that Columbia University's College of Physicians and Surgeons would permit Dr. Mehmet Oz to continue to uh, continue to occupy a facility appointment, let alone a senior administrative position in the Department of Surgery. Uh, their letter continues, thus, Dr. Oz is guilty of either outrageous conflicts of interest or flawed judgments about what constitutes appropriate medical treatments or both. Whatever the nature of his pathology, members of the public are being misled and endangered, which makes Dr. Oz's presence on the faculty of a prestigious medical institution unacceptable. And it is. It is. It's 100%. 100%. Um, so Columbia just declined to do anything. They They said... You know, we're we're not, we're not suspending. We're not doing anything, and it's complicated. I get it. He's an excellent surgeon. He's a big celebrity at their university. They just sort of turn, turned a blind eye, um, and he, you know, they. I think they kind of took this as like his TV shit. We don't take seriously. It's what he's contributed to medicine and what he does in the right. operating room. That that's what that's the significant thing, and that's what we need a judging based on. I don't totally agree that that's the right call, but I get it. Anyway, I think, um, yeah, I also think there's something about like lawyers and doctors and cops and like professions like that, that don't turn on each other, you know, like it's really hard to get disbarred. It's really hard to get your medical license revoked. It's really hard to get a cop fired because they like, they pull ranks and there's that whole brotherhood shit. It's definitely there with doctors too. So I think there needs to be like an, is there like an independent board that isn't like affiliated? No, it's all made of doctors. You know, it's like, they don't, they're not, they're not held to public accord, right? It's a private industry. All these, well, I mean, all these it wouldn't necessarily be great to be held by public accord either because, like, look at half the country. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just either way, you're fucked if you do, you're fucked if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the little good news, kind of, is after the, the subcommittee hearing, hearing, I don't think you wanted to get dragged in front of Congress again. And so he started to loosen up on some of the woo-woo shit and right. the supplement stuff and featured him a little bit less. Um, he actually even pivots and starts to expose bad medical information online, which that's good. We like that. Um, but I right. also wonder if this is about when he started thinking of his political ambitions. 
Ooh, interesting point. Yeah. Pennsylvania. What the fuck do you guys have going on over there? <laughs> I know you went to school there and that's about it. Um, so in 2016. Charlie's close enough to Pennsylvania to be our Pennsylvania representative. Yeah. You want to go I work in Pennsylvania? Yeah. You want to cast some fake ballots over there for John Fetterman? <laughs> <laughs> Just get a dump truck full of the fake ballots. Man, we know you got access to them. I'm not even going to queue up this next one. Um, I'm just going to play it for you guys because I don't think it needs any explanation at all. But in, on, uh, in 2016, he had a very special guest on his show for a one-on-one interview. If, if your health is as strong as it seems from your review of systems, why not share your medical records? Why not? Well, I have people... really no problem in doing it. I, I have it right here. I mean, I, should I do it? I don't care. Should I do it? <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's two letters. One is the report, and the other is from Lenox Hill Hospital. May, may I see them? Saying, yeah, sure. So these are the these are the report. This those, is from those were all the tests they were just done last week. You, you're you're six three, two hundred thirty six pounds, as I mentioned. Now, I, in my mind, I'm thinking your body surface area and your BMI is high. It's probably close to 30, which is sort of the barrier for okay. most people. Yeah. Do your doctors or your family ever give you a hard time about your weight? Yeah, I think I could lose a little weight. I, I've always been a little bit this way, you know? I've sort of always been that. <laughs> I was probably a good swimmer, but I've always been this way. I think that, uh, yeah, if I had one thing I'd like to lose weight, it's tough uh, because of the way I live. But the one thing I would like to do is be able to drop 15, 20 pounds. It would be good. So my big, the thing that popped me big was like, well, you know, you've been real weird about disclosing medical records. Actually, Dr. Oz, I got them right here. (laughs) Funny you should say that. This isn't staged at all. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this fucking guy. (laughs) It just, just torpedoes. Like it goes in this way so quick. Um, so well you know i know you say that i'm obese but i've always been a great swimmer i'm the best swimmer some of you would say olympic level swimmer so next year uh the head of the 2017 season of dr oz this is kind of cool um he the 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 show issued the following press release right said the eight-time emmy award-winning the dr oz show is quote fighting for you this february exposing health scammers rigged systems and breaking down the serious health information you need to know all in our new scammer series dr oz busts the truth behind people out to get your money diets filling your social media feeds dirty discounts bad medicine and how vulnerable patients are being taken advantage of so we're going to go back and talk about our friend dr duncan right <laughs> well, that's awesome. This next paragraph, which is literally the next paragraph in the release, not 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 as nearly as awesome. Um, February brings the launch of the all-new Faithful Fridays, kicking off with the Blessed 30 Challenge. 30 days of healthy and blessed living, including insights from a new team of top faith pastors and preachers led by Devon Franklin, including Hillsong's, Hillsong's New York pastor, Carl Lenz, Dr. Samuel Rodriguez, and best-selling author and speaker Priscilla Shire, weighing in on why tapping into your faith can transform your life and the natural link and benefits between spirituality and well-beings. No, no, you can't do this. You can't bring ben to Big Tent Revival fucking prosperity gospel to the goddamn TV show. No. So Christians are the only people allowed to lose weight? What about Buddhists? 
What about Muslims? What about the Jews? We, like, we, we got to encourage all people to lose weight. Can I pray to Allah and also give, be blessed for the 30 days? What, where's the rules? I want to know what the rules are. Like, is it just Jesus? Is Jesus the only, is Jesus the next superfood? What is going on? I knew we were going to get you on this one. Um, that guy from Hillsong used to be Justin Bieber's personal pastor. And mm. then he had a big sex scandal, got kicked out of the church. <laughs> well, as is tradition. Yeah, pretty shitty, bro. So I, I'm just going to spell this all out, right? This is this is this is my take on it. You have Oz, who's been persecuted by corrupt politicians in that Senate subcommittee, right? Then he got canceled by his fellow doctors, right? Yeah, that cancel culture wins another one. He aligns himself with an outsider political candidate in Trump, right? Then he starts platforming Christian leaders. This is how he like decided this, to run for the senate he, this is like the right wing like train track like yeah. he's just all right here we go <laughs> <laughs> he traded he traded woo woo from to woo woo and so then <laughs> all aboard i think if people were paying closer attention and like picking up on all this shit as it was going along it would have been a lot more obvious when he dis- he announced that he was running for the Senate. Like, I don't think, so I think when Trump or DeSantis runs in 2024, we can definitely expect Dr. Dr. Oz on that cabinet somewhere, right? Don't, so, <laughs> so he actually was a special advisor to, um, to Trump during COVID-19. Who would have guessed? <laughs> yep. But I also just want to say, I want to say about a Senate campaign before we jump into the COVID-19 stuff. If you're a wealthy media figure in America, regardless of how you make your money, you can pretty much do whatever you want. This is right. like, absolutely. This guy's worth $100 million, at least $100 million and do whatever the fuck you want. Like, why not just go enjoy your money? Just go right. count your money. Just go. Right. Just go away. Go somewhere. Go to one of your houses. Just fuck <laughs> off. You don't need to be in politics. There's no reason for you to be there. But he stops performing surgery in, 20, in 2018. This is it. He's done. And then in March of 2020, you know, when COVID really starts to ramp up in the United States, he writes uh, the following letter to uh, email, sorry, to Jared Kushner, who at the time was the head of the, the White House uh, Corona or COVID-19 response team. Right. So I he thought writes, that was the Trump's uh, man. Yeah, it is. And he was also head of the White House response to COVID-19. Like he oh, was his, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. He was perfectly his, <laughs> checks out. <laughs> his brother has a uh, medical startup, so that in turn means that Jared Trump should be in charge of the COVID nineteen response. <laughs> I love <laughs> or it. Something. So this is actually so the the emails leaked. So I actually have a copy of the email here. So he writes to uh, Jared. Um, he wrote, I know because I am funding our study at Columbia, but no, this is a plotting process, which will take a month before we have results. We must make completion of the study a national priority and insist on immediate enrollment. It has been almost a week since we learned that the French data and over a month since the Chinese data, and we will still have no patients in trials. Doctors and nurses are already struggling to find pills for off-label use, but at least we have a potential pandemic solution at our fingertips. Can you guess what that pandemic solution was? Dude, if it's Avermectin, I'm going to shit my pants. So you're you're both not wrong, but Dalton, you're very close. He suggested early on hydroxychloroquine. (gasps) Oh, God, I forgot about that phase of the pandemic. Oh, God. 
Oh, but yeah. yeah, dude, I forgot about that phase of the pandemic. Hydrochloroquine. Get your doctors. Go talk to your doctors. Go talk to them about hydrochloroquine. My mom was big with hydrochloroquine. Man, it mm-hmm. was crazy. Yep. Thanks, Dr. Crazy. Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get vaccinated. Don't wear a mask. The fucking hydrochloroquine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just like he's got his finger in a lot more shit than I remembered or you know I even what? knew about. There is, there's a good, like, there's a spot of that that, like, was great for comedy because anytime we talk about, like, pandemic stuff, I flash back to that, like, video of Joe Rogan just squirting ivermectin into his mouth. <laughs> it's <just> so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> and he's just in this, like, this ice bathtub, like a fucking maniac. <laughs> uh, it was, it was a different, it wasn't, it feels like it was forever ago. Dude, it feels like a fucking, like, a different planet <laughs> yeah oh yeah well before and after definitely feels like a different planet too yeah, dude. um so the dr oz show uh came to an end in 2012 after having over 2400 episodes of which dr and oz uh, regardless of the misinformation that is impressive yeah and dr oz hosted 2305 of them so he had his he like his wife would guest host he had guest host when he was um on vacation i don't even know if a guy like that does go to vacation but for some no, reason he's he, a psychopath dude he's cut of the same cloth like vincent Wynn, right yeah totally Just doesn't take breaks work 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 i guarantee you there's days that he wasn't on the show he was doing something at the university or he was oh, yeah, performing absolutely. surgery or, or traveling something like to something yeah, like that dude is one of those just insane people. Yeah, I agree. Um, so even though he received Trump's endorsement in the GOP primary for the uh, Senate seat, the, the newly opened Senate seat in Pennsylvania, it was a nasty battle. Um, his opponent's campaign labeled him as a liberal from New Jersey. They also questioned his dual citizenship. And it went so far that Dr. Oz has now promised that if he wins the Senate seat, he will give up his Turkish citizenship and just become a, I mean, be only a U.S. citizen. That Number one, who cares? Yeah. Number two, that's who fucking, fucking cares? lie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To both of them. Um so I want to play an early campaign video. It's pretty cringe, but it's definitely on par with like GOP primary videos because this is just what they, this is, this is what all these ads were like um, early on. My father taught me how to handle my first gun. I taught my son Oliver how to do the same. I've been shooting and hunting my whole life. So when people say I won't support guns, they're dead wrong. Boom! <laughs> Other conservatives know that I'm strong on the Second Amendment. Ted Nugent, Rick Perry, President Trump. But our Second Amendment is not just about hunting. It's about our constitutional right to protect ourselves from intruders or an overly intrusive government. So as your next U.S. Senator, I will fight for our constitutional rights. You know what? I'm on board. That is just so ridiculous that I have to be in. <laughs> you can't see him, but he threw his hands up and sat back in the back of his chair, which is the per- the, the sure sign that Dalton is excited about something. So <laughs> those the kind of advertisements are like fucking crack to me. I love it. <laughs> well, it's it just works. comedy gold. That is a peak comedy for me. <laughs> because these fuckers... They've never shot a gun besides that shoot. Besides that commercial shoot, he has never touched a gun in his life. I mean, life. he was in the and army. Will... He was in the I'm Turkish so army. He was in a Turkish army. What fucking war is Turkey in? 
give me a break. Dude, that dude is never like, besides when he has to, he's never picked up a gun in his life. And now he wants to make a commercial swearing by them. And dude, it's so good. <laughs> oh, so good. When this recording's over, remind me to show you the commercial for uh, Brian Kemp that played all the Oh, time. I remember. Oh, I remember that. Oh, God. It's so good. My, my cousin works for his campaign. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So he ended up winning the GOP primary by only 951 votes out of a total of 1.2 million votes cast. So this is like a fucking tight election. He he really uh, almost didn't make it um, despite Trump endorsing him. But it has been downhill ever since he won the nomination. So his opponent, um, John Fetterman, has been ahead of him in almost every single polls, despite not actually being on the campaign trail. Um, Fetterman suffered a stroke due to a heart condition, and he had to have a pacemaker installed on the day that he won the Democratic primary. Wow. Yeah. So his his wife actually ended up giving the acceptance speech and and on his behalf, and he was in the hospital for a long time recovering. Um, and so that prompted Oz to release this ad. I think this one's just as silly, to be honest. You may have heard John Fetterman's back on the campaign trail. As a surgeon who's performed thousands of these operations, I know how scary this can be for a patient. I've been praying for him. I'm glad he's okay. Now that he's back, John Fetterman can't keep hiding from voters forever. I mean, Joe Biden hit in his basement. How did that work out for us? We need to debate John's radical agenda. Fetterman would destroy our energy industry, canceling pipelines, crushing fracking and drilling, all while driving up gas prices for everyone. And Fetterman supports releasing one-third of the prison population and wants to eliminate life sentences for murderers. That's just crazy. I can promise you this, Pennsylvania. I'll bring a dose of reality to John Fetterman and the radical left. And as your next senator, I'll be in your community to hear your thoughts and fight to be your voice in Washington. I'm glad Fetterman's healthy so we can worry less about his heart and his hoodie and more about the crazy leftist ideas in his head. That fucking beat is hot. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) That is tasty. That is an absurd campaign ad. Absurd campaign ad. What the fuck was he talking about? Joe Biden hot in his basement. A radical left. I love it. The radical left. Oh, they're so radical. They want to stop the death sentence. Oh, so radical. They want to stop fracking. Oh, it's so radical. They want to let people out of jail. So radical. <laughs> he, to be fair, Fetterman, what he said got way out of context. He said you could probably release a third of the prisoners in in jail right now, and crime would not go up because oh, most of them are drug right. offenses. Yeah, he's right. But then they were like, he wants to release a third of the prisoners in the state. <laughs> so, no, I um, want to hear what he's talking about. Joe Brandon being in his basement. I don't know. I don't know what. Well, he was. that was the their their go to because they said that he wasn't out campaigning during COVID. That he just was oh, yeah. hiding in his basement. And he didn't do any pre- and they they still press won. conferences. Yeah, yeah, but he still won. So. Um, What's so- his connection to Biden there? It doesn't matter. You just throw Biden in your ad. It scares people. Yeah, you <laughs> talk people that- about the president, like the whole his whole thing when he went to the to, to Wegmans 
and was trying to buy stuff for a crudite. He you literally talk was talking shit about inflation and all that the entire time, which all about Biden. They just throw it all on him. So that's, yep. that's exactly that's one of their talking. Welcome points. to Brandon's America. Yeah, even fucking the dollar cheese sticks. I used to buy. I spent a dollar twenty seven on it today. Thanks, oh, Brandon. <laughs> so um, I just he doesn't have the chops for politics. Like he's the least convincing, and it's weird because he's been on television for such a long time. You think he would have like a little charisma, right? He, he doesn't have any, and he has everything no he does comes across as so fake. It's yeah. in those political ads, like he's just really uncomfortable, and that leads to my like he doesn't have a personality. I think he's just like this workhorse that has no actual charisma or personality behind it. I mean, like right. Trump was funny, even if you don't like him, he's funny. He's got a charisma. Right. There's something about him that you're like that guy. All right, well, you know, <laughs> I, I can laugh at him. But it, it, or even if you want to go back further, George Bush, he's yeah. talking about 9-11. He's like, now watch this drive. Right. <laughs> so yeah. And I mean, I, I don't agree with their politics per se, but I also think that it takes there's something that you have to have innate to run for political office and convince people to vote for you. And <laughs> Dr. Us does not have it. It's not you know there. that might be the problem with the left. The left isn't funny. That yeah. might be it. They're too serious. I agree. Yeah. Um, so we need a silly leftist in office. Vote Dalton Harris for president. I'm Bernie's, right here. Bernie's funny. Bernie's I'm the funny. silly socialist that you need. <laughs> but Bernie is funny. You got to admit Bernie that. is funny. He cracks me up. He's such an asshole, too. <laughs> He's just such a grumpy old man. He is. He is. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So it just his campaign like the Oz campaign made a very odd choice to portray him a guy who's worth over 100 million dollars like an everyman charlie was just talking about the crudite spot he's like yeah i'm like a, you know when you go to the grocery store and you're looking for a crudite how many fucking blue collar workers have ever used the word crudite i don't know what a crudite is it's a vegetable platter it's like we have like raw carrots and broccoli and you've got some dips like a charcuterie board <laughs> a little bit kind of <laughs> Say, say it again. A charcuterie. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. Um, so that that actually, that other vegetable ad got pulled. His campaign pulled it because everybody dunked on him so bad on Twitter. They just they pulled it off. Just when um, I need when I come home from Fetterman's the factory. Just been a nice smoking the entire, Fetterman's been smoking him on Twitter constantly. It's oh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there was another... I mean, like people have been giving him shit about not living in Pennsylvania when he entered the race. And then more recently, when he was asked about his living situation, he claimed to own two houses. He actually owns 10. So he was quickly corrected. Dude, so. if I know somebody, even if it was two, like that's still obnoxious. Yeah. Like if you own more than one property, you should be taxed into oblivion. What's, what's really great is like on Twitter, like it, it has like your location, right? Like if you post, it'll post from your location. He was posting shit from New Jersey, from his mansion in New Jersey, talking about the PAs, like set of races, just like we can see that you realize that, buddy. you're not in PA, you're in fucking Jersey right now in your mansion posting shit like, yeah, well, calling Fetterman the radical left hasn't really worked. He's still way behind in the polls and it's people are starting to turn on him, including (sighs) Trump turned on him a little bit. Uh, he, this is according to Rolling Stone. He goes, he's going to, and in quotes, fucking lose unless somebody, something drastically changes. Trump has said privately of his chosen man in the Keystone state, according to two sources who've discussed the midterm election with the ex-president. <laughs> you know what? That's another thing about Trump. I admire. It's not hard. He's not afraid to drop a hard fuck. 
or just kick you to the curb when you're done. Right. He was like, yeah, I'll like, endorse you. Like now, he's not afraid that he'll be up as like, who fuck cares? <laughs> In a rare moment, uh, Mitch McConnell and Trump agreed. And Mitch McConnell made a comment about oh, how, how, about the low quality of the GOP candidates in the Senate race. And people are like, yeah, he's talking about Dr. Oz. <laughs> yeah, dude, when the fucking crypt keepers talking about your credentials, there's something yeah. going on. So after that happened, and this is very recently, Oz kind of like sharpened his stick and he went after Fetterman a little nastier. So he, um, this is from the Associated Press. This is Dr. Mehmet Oz is taking a sharper tone in attacking the health of Democrat John Fetterman in their Pennsylvania Senate race with the celebrity heart surgeons campaign saying that if the state's lieutenant governor, quote, had ever eaten a vegetable in his life, then maybe he wouldn't have had a major stroke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which you're a fucking heart doctor. Dude, you're that's f- fucked. Right? Like, what a shitty thing. So fucked. I don't think it came directly from him, but if he approved it, fuck off, dude. Yeah, if he approved it, it's still the same. Like, that's horribly fucked up. So Fetterman ended up responding. He said, I had a stroke. I survived it. And I'm truly so grateful to still be here today. I know politics can be nasty, but even then, I could never imagine ridiculing someone for their health challenges. Right. That just makes you look an asshole. Yep. And makes them come across as like the sympathetic baby face. And I'm I'm gonna put a stake in it there. I mean, like that's full circle. That's a dude really just turning on everything that he stood right. for and and like making the complete grift, you know, circle. Yeah, dude. Like the, the complete 180 from his previous person. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, like he doesn't even do the only good thing that he used to do, which was to be a heart surgeon, right? I know right. he's not gonna want to do that forever, right? It gets you you've you had a good run, you were doing a lot of surgeries and saving a lot of lives, but you left all that behind to lead a shit. Once the same one heart, you've seen them all. <laughs> so I don't know, man. He was the, I learned a lot about him that I didn't know. I think he's I I like him less than I did before. I mean, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for all the heart surgery stuff, which I knew. But now I'm like, fuck this guy. Yeah, dude, that doctor ass sucks. <laughs> so what do you think? Final thoughts? Um, One of the things I'm hung up on, I'm so tired of the radical left's name being dragged in the mud with these basic <laughs> ass Democrat candidates. As a part of the radical left, I'm tired of being compared to Joe Biden's. I'm tired of being compared to Stacey Abrams. I'm tired of being compared to John Fetterman's. Fetterman's Fetterman's further left than those guys for sure. He his whole campaign. He he he's the only issue that he's run on in local elections. He won the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania and the mayor of the town of Braddock was make pot legal. Okay, you don't see Abrams or Biden talking about that. I saw a tweet the other day from Stacey Abrams that made me want to throw my computer against the wall. She said that we need to stand by the cops in Georgia <laughs> stand by <laughs> our police force. And I want to be, what are you doing? That's not your fucking voting base. All you're doing is pissing off the people that are going to vote for you. Nah, you they're going to vote for her anyway. They're going to vote for her anyway. Cause it'll be some lunatic she's running up against. It's, it's Brian Kemp. Uh, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> Cost my cousin a job. <laughs> Mm. um yeah that's our show that's it dr oz baby in the books this is your posted boom (laughs) (laughs) Ah, sorry i'm allergic to dr oz it's bullshit anyway we'll see you next time on (laughs) if you catch my grifts do we have friends oh fuck sorry i forgot about our friends it's been a while
We have friends at Pod Van Dam, IWTV Guide, Super Fantastic, X Over, Hit My Music Pod, and At Odds with Wrestling. You can find us on social media at Catch My Griff Pod. You can find me on social media at Griff Boy Doll. You can find Austin on Twitter at uh, at Griff Daddy. You can also find me on my other podcast against Austin. You can find Charlie on Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters. Uh, yeah, that's the show. That's what we came here to do. We did the thing. And I very hope you're all very proud of us. And you know what? Stay beautiful. Damn it,